This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. From little known to influential expert, how to claim your influential expert status in the today's world. That's the topic of the show today. Before I introduce my guest, who you can see on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube, I want to invite you to get my top five productivity tips. Just go to top five productivity tips, the number five. It's that simple, top5productivitytips.com. Anna Sabino, we're going to talk about her name in just a minute here, is a business coach and content strategist helping you grow your business and brand by publishing content and being a guest on podcasts. Her clients are aspiring authors, experts, and influencers who have a lot to share but just need more people to know about them. Anna Sabino, that's not a name that comes from the country you're from, which I also originate from. And what country would that be? That's definitely Poland. Thanks for this introduction, Mark. And yeah, I have no problem pronouncing your name, Strzewski. Wow. That's, and you said it right. So how you say my name? I tell people it's Strzewski, chess, like, like the game and then key. But you actually said it right. I, if I can get people to call me Strzewski, I'm okay. But that's not technically how you say it. You nailed it because you're from Poland. Now, you actually were born and raised in Poland, right? Yes, correct. It, I left it, you know, many years ago, but I wow. um, still have the roots. So, yeah, recognize yeah, my, the name for sure. My father's mother's mother came over from Poland. So I'm like third generation Pole. I can't speak a lick of Polish, though which is sad. You probably speak pretty fluent uh, Polish. I don't. It's one of my goals to learn, but I can barely learn Spanish. And some would say, Mark, you barely speak English. So start with your native language first and work up from there. So let's talk about influence, influential experts, because everybody wants to be an expert. I think everybody wants to be an expert. They may not say it, but they want to be an expert. We look at people like Grant Cardone, the Gary Vaynerchuk, Oprah Winfrey's, Tony Robbins, all these experts out there. And they're like, how did they get to be where they are? It, what people fail to realize, and this is where I want to start the conversation today, is there was a time when no one knew who Tim Ferriss was or who Grant Cardone was. We, we see them now. We don't realize they weren't always these influential experts. Yes, absolutely. So they definitely started from somewhere and it was that it was by putting themselves out there mm. like a lot, a lot. I actually had a pleasure of meeting Gary V in 2009 and his strategy back then was to respond to every single email coming his way. And I still to this day have like two email responses straight from Gary Vee because that's what he was doing when he was starting. And that's really admirable. Um, it's, it's crazy because he used to get like hundreds of emails, but they were not always that known and that famous that you definitely need to build up to this. Do you realize this is a little pop, pop culture quiz for you that this podcast that you're on right now, Anna, is a result of something I heard Gary Vaynerchuk say in the spring of 2017. I heard him say the future is voice and audio and everyone needs to have a podcast. So while most people heard that and go, yeah, that's a nice thought, Gary, I actually implemented it and I'm over 1100 episodes and coming up on July 7th, which is coming up next week, by the way, because this episode is coming out on July 2nd. We just recorded this yesterday. Five years I've been doing this, all because of something Gary said, and I took action. 
I love it, Mark. So I know this is very unconventional, but can I ask you a question? Uh, absolutely. Free game. <gasps> what makes you keep going? I love the podcast platform because it's mine. When you are on YouTube or LinkedIn or Snapchat, my favorite platform, by the way, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you are that's not your playground. This is my playground. My podcast is available everywhere. And because it's my podcast, I can do whatever I want to do. I set the rules. And I have great guests like you on the show. And now my show is now going to be on uh, video podcasts on YouTube. And I just have fun with this. I have met some of the coolest people. I I think I've interviewed pretty close to 800 people. The other episodes are what's known as solo episodes. But I absolutely love this platform. Oh, I love your passion. That's so amazing to discover something that you vibe with. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about influence and putting ourselves out there. So many people find, feel this pressure of being on video, of doing this just because it's all around us, but we can build our influence. We can be present online in so many ways. You can have a podcast without a video. You can blog. You can write. There are many people who prefer written word to video. So you can definitely build influence um, and your presence online on your own terms. And one of the things I learned from Grant Cardone is when you post on social media, it's like kicking bricks into an ocean. There are millions and billions of posts and tweets and snaps every day. And if you're just doing it once in a while, nobody knows who you are because they're going to forget you. But when you have a podcast and, you know, podcasting is a love of mine and a lot of people get into it and they make a mistake. They go in it for the money. You are not Oprah Winfrey. You are not Gary Vaynerchuk. If you go into podcasting with the sole purpose of making money, I hate to tell you, you're going to be sadly mistaken when you launch that first podcast. And only 30 people download your show. And you're like, what happened? Because you got to build it. You got to work. When people ask me, how'd you get to 1,100 episodes? I started with one, which became 10, which became 100, which became 500, and on and on. You got to stay consistency, consistently. Look at what Gary Vaynerchuk's been doing. He has been consistent for every day, every month, every year, for years on end. That's why he is such an influencer. He didn't show up for a couple weeks and go away for a couple weeks and come back for a couple weeks. He's consistent every day. And, it, and if you do it every day, and I don't know about for you, Anna, but for me, it becomes a habit. I yeah. create uh, short form videos every day. I do a podcast interview three days a week. It's just a routine. It's not work because it becomes routine. Absolutely. And I think, Mark, it's important to fall in love with the process mm -hmm. because our mindset can really get in the way, yep. checking how many views on YouTube, how many likes on Instagram. Like We need to disconnect ourselves from these numbers as hard as, as it is, especially the beginning, and just really focus on the process and just focus on keep going. Like people who are you know, making it, um, in this content world, in this, um, um, visibility world, they really don't even check what sometimes what they posted. Like Casey Neistat on YouTube, when he was doing his daily vlogs, he's like, I don't have time to watch my own vlogs mm -hmm. because he just keeps going. So, um, falling in love with the process would be like the number one tip of what will help you keep going and be consistent. And I think you need to let go of perfection. 
Uh, I heard Grant Cardone say, look at post it and go on. Yeah. You, you do some captions and the captions will be wrong. You're overthinking this. Most people don't care. We care a lot more. We think that, oh, people are going to judge me on this one piece of content. No, they're not. And I think if you, and this is what I really helped me. Now I'm not a big influencer like Gary or Grant, but I post some things do real well. Some things don't do real well, but I keep moving forward. I don't go, well, why didn't that post do well? Oh, doesn't anybody like me? What's going on? Because that that's not productive. That's not needle moving. And I think what a lot of people have a problem with, they, they create a video on any social media platform and they look at it like, well, my hair's out of place. Of course, I don't have that problem. If you're watching this on <laughs> YouTube, I'm bald. Or, oh, I had something in my teeth. Or I used the wrong word. Nobody cares. Nobody is going to make a, a, a decision whether to hire you or not based on one piece of content. If people would just get over that. I mean, how many times have you seen Gary? He makes mistakes all the time. He posts it and moves on because that's the way life is. People are constantly moving forward. They'll watch it. They'll move on. And I think if we could just get over that, I think a lot of people would just blossom. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. And just think about your next piece of content and how can you improve that one instead of going back to the past ones and think and obsess over those. So it's always about this improvement, 1% improvement in the next piece of content and just Mm -hmm. focusing on that. And also, you know, we often compare ourselves to others and that's of course steals our joy and everything. Um, You know, get into the competition with yourself like that's the best competition. How can you make that next piece of content better than your previous one instead of comparing yourself to others? Because it's dangerous. We don't know the context. You know, we see the number of followers, but I mean, on Instagram, a lot of people buy them. It's like crazy, you know? And mm-hmm. also, um, on YouTube, there are people with crazy consistency who've been doing that for years. So we can't look at their numbers and want the results with, um, with our, with our output if you are just starting. So yeah, get into a competition with yourself. I call it comparisonitis when you look at other people and go, they're doing this better than I am. Well, you can certainly learn. Like, for example, I recently took my captions to the next level because I heard 85% of people watch videos with no sound. So if you have no captions, uh, they don't know what you're saying. Okay. Cause they may be on a subway. They may be at work and they want to watch their video, but they, they can't hear. So I was using Instagram's captions or Snapchat's captions or TikTok's captions, but sometimes editing was kind of odd and if you took an instagram caption video and put it in tiktok mysteriously it didn't get any views because tiktok would squelch the reach so then i started asking around because i started seeing people do really nice captions and i found a service and now what i do is i sit down my computer every day i create three short form videos with these nice captions and i pay like 16 dollars a month but what i did is i started using what was there And I said, okay, I want to take it to the next level. I look at what other people are doing, but I did small steps. I said, okay, I'm going to improve my captions. And I think if people begin to get better as they become an influencer by doing small steps, don't don't take big lunges and saying, I need to buy a new computer and and buy a Lamborghini and a private jet. Just take what what small thing can you do to improve your content 
over time, a little bit each day, maybe the way you, you know, present the videos. Here's a big thing, as you know, don't come on and say, I'm Anna Sabino and I'm a business coach. Because if you're doing a 45 second video, you just wasted eight seconds and people are gone. So how can you improve your video? Little pieces of improvement every day. And you look back at a year ago, oh my gosh, look how much I've done better. Look how many more people I served. Definitely. Yeah. We, we have just a few seconds to catch people's attention, especially these new ones. Your, our new audience, our cold audience, before we take them, before we take them on a, on a, on a journey to get to know us. So. The introductions, especially, you know, on YouTube, lengthy introductions, these are gone. Even like the intros of videos are pretty much gone. Uh, I know this because we don't have time for it. Like I like studying right away and I like when people start right away. So, and if you look also, at Gary, if you look at Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone, they don't introduce themselves. They go right into the content. So if they're doing it, here's a clue. Maybe you should do it because if they're interested in you, they're like, wow, this is a great video from Anna. Let me go to her profile. Let me find out more about her. Let me go to her website. If they're interested, the people who are watching your content, they're smart enough. They will find you if you give them value. Absolutely. Yes. People will go to Facebook profiles, Instagram. They will definitely just Google you and find you. It's so easy. We don't need to bombard them with <laughs> stuff, what we do and, um, and can sell in the first message. When is that going to go away? And is it still working? Because people keep doing it. That's definitely not how you build influence, how you build impact, how you, sh you know, build your expertise online. Cause you know, to your point before, like we are all experts, but it's just not many people know about, you know, a lot of us and how to show that expertise is by sharing tons of value online and finding where our audience is and speaking to that slice of an audience that we connect with and being okay that our content our interviews, our videos may not resonate with everyone. That's okay. Um, and just being consistent because people want the routine. Like I noticed we don't really like being surprised on social media, <laughs> the, right? It's like, okay, I signed up for this type of content. I want this type of content. I think that's what I want. Mm. So if not, we unfollow, we get like kind of, we roll our eyes. We can roll our eyes once or twice when somebody is completely off topic. Yep. But then um, we unfollow because we want this consistency. Do you feel overwhelmed and frustrated? Are you under a lot of stress? There's a better way. You only get one life. So why not feel peace and freedom and enjoy your life? You can Find out more at 90daystobustingoverwhelm.com. You know, what's funny is just before we hit record, I shared with you, I had a consultation with Daryl Eves, his team, not Daryl Eves, and he's a big YouTube guy. And the guy who did the consultation said, hey, um, you need to have three channels on YouTube, not one. You need to have one for shorts, one for the podcast interviews, and one for micro content. Because what happens is... If they're watching a 45-second video and then YouTube serves up a 45-minute interview, the listener goes, I came here for shorts. So he's, the AI on YouTube is real powerful. And so now I have three channels. I've got the main channel, which is just shorts, the Mark Shuchuski podcast, which is just Mark Shuchuski podcast interviews, and I have a micro-content channel, which is just you know three to eight, maybe 12-minute videos. 
And now when people go to my micro content channel, they know all they're going to get is three to 12 minute videos. When they go to my shorts channel, that's all they're going to get. Now they are going to get served up what they want. And so the chances of them, the odds of them unsubscribing go down because I want shorts. This is all shorts. And I think that's what people need to look at. So if you want to talk about influencer marketing and productivity and organic farming, you should have three different channels because otherwise people are going to like, wait a minute, she talked about influencer marketing. Now she talks about her trip to Disney World. Now she talks about buying shoes and they're going to get confused. And we all know, Anna, what happens with a confused viewer? Don't, don't buy, don't connect and unfollow. Yeah, we don't like being surprised on social media. It's crazy. You know, it's, uh, you know, all these vacations. It's um, interesting because uh, uh, somebody on YouTube who I follow, uh, she's um, she talks a lot about, you know, reading and books. I, I like those types of channel, channels. And she said, I went to Paris and I didn't vlog about it. And I'm like, Thank goodness. Like, I, I mean, it's great you went to Paris, but I signed up. I'm following you for book advice and book yes. reviews and being a book, book nerd, you know? So. Yeah. Now let's talk about podcasts and being a guest on podcasts. Cause obviously you're a guest on the Mark Stuchowski podcast. And I have met some of the coolest people. I have over 1100 episodes. If I alluded to earlier, I'm approaching 800 interviews. And I think if you really want to build your business and brand, I think one of the key things you should do, yeah, you should be on all the social media platforms, but you need to be a guest on a podcast because you're being able to talk. And in this case, you're on video for YouTube. And I think this is a tremendous opportunity because you can hide if you're just posting pictures and text posts and social media. People don't get to know you. But when you're a guest on a podcast, they get to see who you really are. So talk to us about, because I already know, you're you're, you're not going to convince me. I already know the power of podcasting and being a guest on a podcast. But for those listening to our conversation, why is it so important for people to be a guest on a show? Well, this is definitely one of my um, zone of geniuses that I share with my students, my, with my clients. Um, getting visibility by being a guest on podcast is so valuable because all these episodes and all your episodes, a thousand of them, they are search friendly. So people may find our episode, people may find my episode right now in like a year or two years mm-hmm. from now. And Google me and send me a message. This happens to me all the time. I've been a guest on close to like a hundred podcasts now and I get inquiries uh, even like a year after an episode airs. So podcast episodes are evergreen, uh, highly recommended. But what saddens me, Mark, is like people who reach out because I noticed over the years, some people really got it. Okay, it's good to be a guest on podcasts. So I am getting inquiries about being a guest on my show, I don't have a show. <laughs> like, so so people who reach out, and I can only imagine what you're getting, what kind of stuff you're getting in your inbox. People don't do any research before they reach out to podcast hosts. They you know don't even know what they are all about. Mm. And it's just, they just do these copy. That annoys me so much. I don't mean to interrupt you, but when people like my show is geared towards solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, I have never had a guest on my show. Talk about cryptocurrency. 
I've never had a guest on my show talk about dog training. You don't have to go and spend hours researching what my show is about. So if you want to be a guest on someone's show, number one, like you said, Anna, do a little research. It'll take you five minutes to find out what the show's about. Second of all, make sure your topic is going to be a fit for your show. So I don't do anything that's like social justice. Now, there's a plenty of shows out there for all the social justice causes. But if you look at my episodes, not a single one. So why would you pitch me? Okay. Number two, if you're going to be a guest on someone's show, make sure you can speak somewhat eloquently. You don't want to go on someone's show and go, um, or, you know, uh, I don't know, because that's annoying to the listener. Number three, you got to have a microphone and headphones. You got to have decent equipment and it doesn't cost a lot of money. But you got to remember when you're on someone's show, it's not about you. It's not about the host. It's about the people who are giving you time to listen to your conversation. You always have to think about them. So every time I'm on a show, whether it's a solo episode or with a guest like you, I'm thinking about the person not walking their dog or they're on a plane or out for a run. Are, am I or are we giving them value? So those three things I think are really crucial when you're a guest on a show. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. But Mark, I need to add to this that we also need to make sure that we are doing something for the host. You guys spending so much time, so much money on putting up these episodes. And so you want to grow your business. So first of all, how can you help the host right away? You're going to leave them a review. Of course, you're going to leave them a review right after we're done with this episode. Um, I listened to a few, but I'm going to leave a five-star review. That's, that's like number one. It doesn't even like cost anything. Right. And then, you know, go deeper and see if you can share your episode on social media. Maybe you can do an Instagram story, you know, help promote the show. It's not about you. Like make it about the host, make it about the audience. So be other centered in your pitching. I see so many pitches that are just like me, 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 me. <laughs> I want to, I, 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 like, what if you just reversed and put the spotlight on the host and put the spotlight on, um, on the audience yes. and start serving, like it's going to come back to you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to put in these me, I, I, I right away. The energy is going to be there once you have this like open heart and abundant mindset. And you said something that I want to give you kudos for. You listened to a couple episodes. When you're going on someone's show, unless you're a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Grant Cardone, you do this all the time, you should know what the show is all about. Okay. You shouldn't go on there going, Oh, your show's about is for solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or about productivity. You should have a clue what the show, cause I think it's insulting when you come on the show and you're like, okay, did you, you didn't send me the questions. I'm like, I don't do questions. Oh, uh, it, that was an email I sent you. Oh, I didn't read the email. I have, I've had people like I require, you got the email, you know this. Yeah. I require a microphone and headphones. I've had people show up and they're like, oh, I don't use that. I don't care if you've never used it. This is my <laughs> show. And when you come in and right away, you're insulting the host and saying, I know it's your show, but I'm going to do things my way. Now I never used to do this before. Now I'm getting bold. I'm like, no, no microphone, no headphones, no interview, no exceptions. You got that email. And yeah, I saw it. that. It was funny. Yeah, well, I had no interview on Mark's show. <laughs> well, because people show up and they're like, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. I mean, here you are. You have a microphone. You have a headphones. Okay, 
this is when you, if I walked into your house, this, let me explain this to the, to the prospective guests out there. And you tell me, take your shoes off. It would be rude for me to go. I always wear shoes in my house and walk in your house. That would be rude. And people wouldn't do that. So why would you come on someone's show and go, oh, yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i on video, but I've got my garbage, my garbage garage behind me. Why would you do that? That's that's insulting the host. So when you're a guest, you're an invited guest on someone's show, show up. Be your best self, look your best self, give your best information, because not only are you going to make the host shine, but you're going to shine as well and probably get some business from it as well. Absolutely. Be a good guest and, you know, good things will happen. I actually do have an example of a pitch in my on my website when you just go to anasabino.com. So this is my freebie that I would like to offer to the listeners. And this is how to pitch correctly, how to be other centered, how to shine the light on the host. So the pitch has three parts. And then the first part is all about, you know, connecting in, in a meaningful way. Not I love your show. Just say something else um, that you saw. Be creative. The second part is about your hooks. Be very concise with your hooks. Have three hooks that are really juicy. Don't don't share your entire bio. Don't talk about your book for half a page. And then, you know, the third point is like a call to action. I'd love to be a guest on your show. I left, I already left a five star review. Um, you know, so, so finish up how you can help the host, how you can, um, how you can contribute to the growth of the show. So that pitch is available. Um, you are generously agreed to, um, share the link in the show notes. You could see that. But, um, yeah, if you want to make being a guest on, being a guest on podcast, building your influence, um, a part of your marketing strategy, you definitely need to pitch. Don't wait for the invites because they're not going to be many of them. Yeah. Uh, I had a guest on my, well, no, I almost had a guest on my show. This person, this is how they pitched me. Why don't you go to Amazon? Buy my book, read it, and have me on your show. And when I read this, I'm like, I'm sorry. <sighs> what? That has got to be the worst <laughs> pitch I've ever heard in my entire life. Go to Amazon, buy your book, read your book, and have you on the show. That has got to yeah. be... I've never heard a pitch like that. Is that not the craziest pitch in the world? Oh, my goodness. I would imagine an author would like send you a book in advance. Yes, they usually send you do. A, a copy, send you a copy for your audience as a giveaway, uh, that that would be a proper thing to do. Yeah. So being other centered, it's just so important. And this energy really comes back. Same thing with like sharing. I get a lot of questions like how much should we share online? Maybe we should like withhold some information because we are not, you know, we are not charging. It's free information. And I always say like, if people listen to you on the show, Mark, if people just look at, you know, your LinkedIn, how much you share, they're going to be like, wow, this guy shares so much for free. I can only imagine what's going to happen if I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen if I hire him as a productivity coach, right? As a, if I, so um, sharing with an abundant mindset is, is definitely a key. Yeah. Share. I say share everything because here's the thing. Most people are on the go. So you're going to give them all your best tips they're not going to remember. So they're going to be like, oh man, I got to anasabino.com. That's how it's going to happen. Okay. People are afraid. And the people who have an abundance mindset, they give away everything. 
Because yeah. they know you're still going to buy the book. You're still going to hire them as a coach. But people who are, are scarcity, they're like, well, if I give them all the information, they won't hire me. Look, they weren't going to hire you anyways. So don't worry about it. So remember I told you about Gary Vaynerchuk in my podcast, and I actually did something. Most people, and I hate to sound like this to my listener, but I know most people statistically are not going to do anything as a result of what say. They're like, yeah, I should be a guest on my podcast, and it's going to stop there. They won't go to AnnaSabino.com, and that's okay. It's not meant for them. If you really want to become an influencer, you're going to take something that either Anna or I said on the show today, and you're going to go do. But we know most people are passive listeners. They're walking their dog. They're riding their bike, whatever. They're not even half paying attention. That's why I do this show three days a week. That's why you and I are all over social media. And we keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. If you look at Gary Vaynerchuk, he says the same thing over and over and over and over again. And actually, I found this fascinating. I heard Gary say he actually wants to get his goal is to have zero followers. He wants uh-huh. people to come in, learn, and then leave. He goes, just following me and watching my content every day. That's not where the magic is. It's the doing. And a lot of people, they think it's magic. If I just watch all Gary's stuff, I'm going to be successful. No, you have to hustle like Gary. Definitely. So there are three points of of, of success, and that is definitely strategy, mindset, and implementation. Mm -hmm. And so many people just, just are stuck in the strategy mode. They strategize. They hear, um, they watch a lot of content, they take courses. So strategy, 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 and the mindset prevents us from implementing. We are always, we always feel that we are not ready, that time will come just because some of us are simply scared of that next level. That's success. Scared of visibility, right? They, we don't want to do it. We just rather coast than grow because it's way more comfortable. So just taking that small action, I mean, you know, how to get more productive, how to squeeze that more time out of our days. A lot of people say, I just don't have time for it. I have a nine to five. Well, come up with systems, get Mark's tips. Uh, what's the website again? Top5ProductivityTips.com. And you know, a lot of people will grab those tips and I would love to know how many people implement them because they're not, it's not like college level tips. It's really simple. Again, just getting the tips and downloading the tips doesn't make you more productive. Just reading them doesn't make you more productive. You actually have to implement them. You actually have to get on a show. You actually have to go to AnnaSabino.com and get her best pitch. Okay. You you just can't go, wow, that's great stuff. You need to go do something. Like Gary says, you need to spend less time dwelling and more time doing. I mean, it's, it's, you can't boil it down. You know, what was that? How many words is that? Dwell less, do more. Four words. You can't get it any more simple than that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been a great conversation with you, Anna. Do you have any final words other than for people to go to AnnaSabino.com, which the link will be in the show notes. Not that people are going to look at the show notes, but it'll be there anyways. We just gave it to you, AnnaSabino.com. Any final words you want to leave with people as they implement 
some of the things you said today. Yeah. So clarity comes with exposure. Clarity comes with exposure. So instead of thinking how you want to show up, doing all the research and looking at your blank computer screen, seriously, start putting yourself out there the way you want it. Being a guest on podcast, being on Instagram, being on YouTube, being on LinkedIn. There are so many ways you can just do voice. You can just do written words. You can just do video, but with exposure, you're going to get clear on your ideas and you are going to be ready. So it's not that you're not ready now. You are ready. You just need to get more clear and clarity comes with exposure. And you will make mistakes and that's okay. People will forgive mistakes because here's what's going to happen. You're going to make a mistake and they're like, wow, I can't believe Anna went on the show. Meanwhile, they're sitting watching Netflix all day. So you're going to have haters. You're going to have some naysayers. But you be the exception. You go out and do it. Yeah, you're going to sub your toe. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to say something silly. Everyone does it. If you can get over that, you're going to shine. So, Anna, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, especially because you are the first guest ever that actually was born and raised in my home country, although I didn't really come from there, but my native country of Poland. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age, but you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.